How is everyone doing? Welcome. How is it going, party peoples? Um, you know, footnote for later, uh, Beaker. I think we all wait. Let's cheers. Ah. Cheers over the internet. Glitch yes. Cheers. Ah. Yes. Glitch. Cheers. Yes. Glitch. 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 Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, Black Flame has partnered up with Glitch recently. Use code BlackFlameGG at checkout, and they'll hook you up with some stuff. I think. I don't they, know the details because I'm bad at this part of my I job. Think it's, but, I think know. it's like 20% off or something like that on the order. <laughs> hey, man, 20% is 20%. <laughs> True. But yeah, I think a uh, footnote for later before I got sidetracked right Go off rip. Great. Good start. Uh, we should come up with like stupid intros when we do start the show. Like right when we right when our beautiful faces come on screen, we should do something choreographed and rehearsed for the for all oh, the listeners at home you God. know oh lord I, I think that's a great idea and i think trauma will agree with me but we'll find out won't we but but what though like do you want you what do you want to sing up a tune like no we don't have to <laughs> sing a tune um i don't know like i feel like every good podcast has some kind of banter you know we could have like a prompt for the banter every week i don't know man don't mind me <laughs> i like I, i'm trying i don't even know what that would be like i'm i'm thinking of the podcasts that i listen to and they all just like start there's no I, but maybe i mean i'm just crazy no maybe but I'm i mean crazy. we maybe we can be different and I'm, I'm okay with that yeah different isn't necessarily a bad thing but yeah man how was your how was your weekend how was your fourth what's been uh, going on fourth was um in uh, uneventful um we didn't do much we were gonna go see this like really cool or it sounded cool um like firework and drone show thing but hmm. lexus lexus wasn't feeling good so we just stayed at the house and kind of there was a bunch of uh fireworks going on around our house so we just kind of like walked outside and watched those for a little bit right um but yeah i mean you know it's it's fine i mean it's fourth of july it's nothing i haven't seen before so i wasn't like upset um so yeah it was all right well, all righty then. How about uh, yours? Oh, uh, mine was um, I spent it, most of it belligerently drunk. Ah, and yes. I, I'll leave it at that. As I'll we do. <laughs> As we do. It was a great time, though. I had a, I had a good friend of mine um, in from out of town from Detroit. The old Detroit. Uh, he was with another friend of ours. So we had some Detroit action going, and it was it was great. It was nice. a good time. Hey, man. Okay. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. I'm I'm sorry for your liver. I hope it's okay. I'll live. It's fine. <laughs> That's what the famous last words of all smart men are. Okay. So. Let's see. For those of you who don't know, also, everybody, welcome. Hi, H. Stuck. Hi, Bullet. Welcome to the Sound of Fire podcast. Um, we were going to have a guest today, but uh, we had to cancel. They couldn't make it. Favorite podcast host was up, Felipe. Um, so you mentioned, let me see, where is that suggestion at? Um, crap, I can't find it. I had mentioned that we should, since we're both professional musicians, the idea oh, was yes, 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 yes. about how we balance our, uh, professional musician life and our personal lives and like mental health is kind of in some way related to all that. Right, you know, we don't, have, we don't have to get too heavy, obviously, but just talking about strategies that we that we kind of find ourselves doing to help manage that, because as you know, being a professional musician is really stressful. It's you tough. Know? It's very tough. Um, yeah, that's actually a great topic that uh, 
I feel like I won't say doesn't get discussed enough, but is definitely important for people who like, especially coming from people who aren't in that full-time musician realm yet, which for you, it's a little different because you teach music for a living. Um, and I'm, and I work at, I mean, we both work at music stores for a living, I guess, but we're not touring and all that stuff just yet for a living, which is the goal obviously. But like, as someone that's, that's the end game you know yeah exactly i think as people who like the opinions of people who are like working their way towards that it's really important to um share how we've kind of handled it thus far and kind of give advice to those possibly not as far along as us you know and it, it's really interesting because um like you mentioned we both work in music like industry but not like that industry we right. work almost like the the commercial music part of it is what i want to say yeah um and we make our money we we get our bread and so i by all intents and purposes we're working with music in some capacity we are getting paid for our services we're professionals right 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 um but even still like your band and my band we have experience trying because that the goal for that is always to make it to the point where it's self-subsisting and supporting us financially etc i'd say we're still it's amateurs but it's amateur with the intent of being professional right 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 right. yeah yeah for sure like we might we might not be like touring with uh i don't know ariana grande but (laughs) we're still doing stuff and trying to make the moves so that our band can kind of be a self-subsisting kind of thing you see you keep saying self-subsisting is that a word uh are we going to do this again where I think I, I made up a word? Yes. I, I feel like at this point it's a weekly segment because I'm pretty sure it's happened every time. <laughs> How, all right. I'm okay with the weekly made up Anthony word. Honestly, like that's fine. Self sub. Oh, I have a freaking subsisting. Oh my God. Is it, am I, am I three for three? You're three for four. Subsisting is independently, <laughs> independently of anything external to itself. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> like I'm, a, I'm okay with it because me, I'm okay with it because I'm learning new words. But if, if I were to say that, I would say self-sustaining, but yeah. I, All I, I do is make up words, dude. Like, don't feel bad. It's just, it's part of my charm. I'm guessing I'm grasping at straws and I'm just kind of, I'm coin flipping my way through life. That's how that goes. <laughs> I feel like that's how it happens after like 22. You just, it's just like, what am I doing today? Right, we're oh, gonna, okay. We're gonna... It's it's between it's, it's between paying rent or falling into a pit of self dread. So hopefully, <laughs> well, paying rent is the better option. We're just paying the rent, right? Yeah. <laughs> let's let's, talk, let's let's explore that. Let's let's get let's get real for a second, right? Yeah. I, I mean, know you're, you're being exaggerative, but um, like there's a lot of there's a lot of negative feelings that come with the professional music thing, like yeah. in some capacity, right? Everyone's gonna get hit with the with the imposter syndrome at some point, or with the uh, just the self doubt and uh, the negativity if things aren't happening or manifesting. And we're talking about this as musicians, but I feel like any content creator kind of relates to this, right? You know? Yeah, like I mean, it happens to me a lot. So I, I'm I'm I've been fortunate enough to be in my band, Doubting Thieves, um, the metal band, and I'm not gonna lie, man. I it's funny because we all go through this exaggerative, exactly trauma. Um, we all go through this as musicians, but it's weird because I feel like my band, especially every single one of us just thinks we all suck 
but I feel like if you're a good musician, you're not as, you're not good unless you think you suck. Um, but I always feel like I'm not talented enough to be in the group. Dylan, our vocalist, always feels like he's not talented enough to be in the group. Brandon feels like he's not talented enough to be in the group, which is fucking stupid because he writes all of the music and he is literally the most creative and best guitar player I've ever seen in my life. Like it's so I feel stupid. Like there's a like a linear correlation between like a perceived talent from others and how you view yourself like negatively, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's crazy because I can think of so many people that fit the descriptions for what you described for that guy just now. Yeah. But, but, and I, I think that's something that comes with, it's this, it's weird because I feel like music, the music gene in the brain is directly linked to the depressed, like, hate yourself piece of the brain it's like you don't do that without having those two connected it just it just doesn't happen i don't think i've ever met especially in my metal scene i don't think i've ever met a musician who wasn't just like i do great but i hate myself like that kind when of thing. when was it's, the last time you met a good musician who was actually like self-gratified 100 of the way through <laughs> well that's the thing it's like i don't think that those exist because I think self-gratifying turns into ego, turns into I'm too good for you, honestly. Well, and then you can kind of explore. That's why some bands fold, right? Yeah. It's like when people when people like finally come to terms with, oh, I've made it, it's not a guarantee that they're going to stay humble and that I've made it and I deserve to be here part of things. It's like, I made it. That means I'm the shit, unfortunately, is what that kind of develops into at some point, sometime. Right. Right. Yeah. It, it can be kind of a, a slipper. I, I feel like all, any of the good musicians who actually respect the craft won't get to that point. Um, because I mean, there are plenty of musicians. I mean, just for example, cause we talked about them last week, rush, none of them were like, I'm the best at what I do. And you can't tell me otherwise it, there. I don't think any of them have ever bragged about how good they were at what they do, but they're all incredible at what they do. hundred percent. Like it's, um, it's like they they struck the right balance, you know, right um, of 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 that thing. What so? Let, let's talk. Like we're talking about this very generally right now. We're talking about a lot of the negatives, but it's not always it's not always intrinsically a negative thing, right? No, of course They're, not. Right, and and I mean when when you we do fall into these kind of pits of of negativity. First of all, if you're ever feeling really that debilita- debilitated by your mental health, please seek help like please p- quick psa on that you know like that's super important to me and to beaker as well i'm sure yes very much but so get help there's resources out there i don't have them on hand um but you know when you're just when you're feeling down when you're not feeling 100 percent about whatever it is that you're doing like what are you what are you doing to to get yourself through that and get over that what are the things that work for you and i'll share some things that work for me um I actually, I lean on my girlfriend a lot. She's super supportive in, in this situation. I'm sure you'll probably say the same thing. Um, but I lean on her a lot. Mm-hmm. We're, we're both very supportive of each other in, in our ups and downs. I think that's the only reason, one of the biggest reasons we're together. Um, because I mean, like <clears throat> during high school, there was a lot of big downs for her and not just like her mental, but like just her surroundings were the, were the downfall part of it. And that is what dragged her down. And I helped her a lot through that. And then being, being in the creative ring that I am in when it comes to music, like I, I have a lot of moments of like, we should be farther than we are or 
like why hasn't anything happened yet and then i i get really down on myself sometimes um and honestly like the biggest things that help me is just her and just kind of i i don't there's no quick way out of it for me i just kind of have to wait it out and know things that will get better but i mean you know it's it's a tough process for sure 100 percent. i mean it's really interesting to me that you pointed out the I'm not further or as far along as I think I should be, right? Because mm -hmm. so many people fall into that trap mm -hmm. that they have to have made it by a certain point or that they've worked so hard. Why haven't things gone out this way? Whatever. Every band's experienced it. You've experienced it. My band's experienced it. I've experienced it. Like, it's so easy to get caught in that. And I think part of it is that when you're in a band, and you're creating content and you're trying to promote a brand, which is functionally what a band becomes after a while, right? You have to be so plugged in to your local music scene or mm -hmm. to marketing resources or to all these different things and all the, like your monitoring engagement for posts and you're, oh, I've got to make sure I'm posting at the right time of day. And I'm, oh, well, did I post on reels or should I post yeah. it as an ITV? Right. Like, there's so much shit that comes with it, right? With trying to really make it as a musician in days, day, and age, right? Right. Where you're not just a musician anymore. You're a brand manager. You're a social media manager. You're doing, like, marketing research. It's There's so much rolled into it that the term professional musician, when you haven't made it, kind of implies a lot more work than you would really think at first glance. And we kind of get into this thing... And we might not fully be cognizant of that at first. I sure wasn't when I joined the most recent band and other musical ventures. I didn't realize how much I had to really do it, even with streaming, you know? Like, yeah, it, of course. It, it, this isn't super specific and exclusive to music. It's, this can apply to so many different things that people get into and the creative side of things. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely more than people think it is, like, if you're not a musician, you have no clue. And, and this this is, it, like you said, it kind of goes in, like the same uh, vein as content creation as well. Like, I feel like people who see, um, I, I was going to say Tim the Tatman, but he streams and then his team does everything else. So, like, you know, he, he makes shit ton of money. And at this point, he doesn't have to do a lot of work. But back when he was growing, I mean, it's it's YouTube content creation, editing, Twitch stuff. And now there's even more social media platforms, like you said, that you have to worry about. Like, I've I, at this point, I've heard so many people say, if you're not uploading to TikTok, you won't make it on Twitch because it's so oversaturated. Like, it's almost like you have to have a viral TikTok now to even get any viewers or, um, like, if you already don't have one, a community on Twitch. It's crazy. And there's so many other places, like you said, YouTube Reels. Instagram store, uh, IGTV, like all those things. It's almost like there's too many places to where it, that just that, just the small, like I, I need to put something here, here, here becomes more overwhelming than anything else. Yeah. You're, you're, you get lost in the, and I don't use this in this term that way. You get lost in the sauce <laughs> where it's like, like let, let's assume that like the music you're creating is like a nice ribeye steak. Right. Right. And that's what you're selling is a nice ribeye steak. Right. But you're like, man, I've got this sauce and the sauce is your, your social media promotion and your whatever. Right. And you've got to put sauce on your steak because your steakhouse requires you to put sauce on your steak. And then 
the problem is that you're cutting you're putting your sauce on their steak and you're like man my sauce doesn't look as good as that guy's sauce or what about they've got two sauces what the fuck <laughs> why do i only have one I, i've gotten on way too long no with this, I, this I, I the thing that i hate is the thing that i hate is that it's spot on it's like it's not yeah. <laughs> it's not that it's derivative at all it's 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 too correct like you look at the next guy's table and you're like hold on he has potatoes and gravy and a1 and a wagyu why am i just stuck with a tri-tip and like you know uh what's the stubs barbecue sauce I, i'm so glad that i'm eating right now because i would be so angry <laughs> if i wasn't <laughs> we oh we we just had barbecue right before this so I, i'm i'm straight chilling right now i'm not worried about it Okay, so when I come to Texas, you're going to take me to the good Texas barbecue spots, right? That's what's uh, happening? Y yes, we can. Um, honestly, it depends on where you are. Like, So we were in College Station, and it took us a while to find, one, a really good Chinese place, and two, a really good barbecue place. Because we went to this one barbecue place called C&J. Look at the beautiful glitch shaker. I know, bro. It's good. <sighs> I tried to make it cold before I got here, but I, I didn't have that long. Um, so there's this one place called... C&J barbecue and it was really just like your straight up barbecue you get a plate that comes with either brisket sausage or, or like turkey or whatever the hell it is with a side that's usually coleslaw and um, uh, potato salad or mac and cheese or whatever it was very straightforward sure. it was very it wasn't bland but it wasn't amazing it didn't blow me out of the water but we did find this place called boomtown barbecue and honestly, that place looks more like a fast food chain than any of the barbecue place I've seen. And we had ribs tonight. It's literally some of the best ribs I've ever had in my life. They're so good. God bless. That sounds great, <laughs> dude. Yeah, like we, we went on a food tangent here for a second, but. Yeah, that's fine. We but, needed to go on that food. That needed to happen, you know? Um, yeah, we're fine. So you were saying that you lean on your girlfriend a lot. Um, or that you guys lean on each other and you support each other. That's a better right. way to say that. I found that for me, it's like I can't lean on my significant other about this because it's so, it's so bad. It's to the point that even when they try to offer me words of encouragement, I'm like, no, you have to make me feel better. It's oh no, really for sure, awful vicious cycle, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. Sometimes like it'll it'll be that, and she'll really try her best, and I know it's all coming from the best place possible, and she only wants me to be happy. But sometimes, shout Alexis, like, real quick. shout out Lexus. Yes, of course. Um, sometimes it's just like, I don't, it's like, I want it, but I don't. It's like, I want you to pay attention to me, but I, I'm, I, I don't care to look at you. Like, it's, it's this stupid thing where you're so pissed off and, and like upset at yourself in the world for almost no reason. Um, where you're just like, pay attention to me, but I'm not going to let you give me words of encouragement. It's just, it sucks. It's a really tough place. I, um, Honestly, one of the things that I find works best for me and consistently is making sure that I give myself time to unplug from all those things that we had mentioned before. Right. Um, also, um, we'll talk about a different thing. This is a fun story, um, but I'll save it for a little bit. Okay. Um, yeah, when I'm if I'm doing if I'm working on music, for example, I just I wrote music with my band for the first time since the quarantine this past weekend um nice yeah it was it was a lot of fun and everything felt really good and the the whole process was really really smooth um but we had not worked on music together for 19 months oof um because 
our relationships with each other had gotten so strained also. Right. Um, because we were putting so much pressure on ourselves and it was to the point where we wrote music and we had a huge catalog of songs written and we all thought they were great and we were demoing them out and we were just so at each other's throats after three months of ear fatigue on like the same four songs and just nothing like we there was such a plateauing in terms of what we felt was good progress on the music and we were setting this expectation for ourselves where we just we just hated each other yeah we did not want to talk to each other we didn't want much less be in the room listening to each other give creative opinions yeah so we without really talking about it we just all dropped the process the project huh we all like universally said nope not right now and we didn't touch it because we could have gotten together during the pandemic and worn masks or whatever right but the pandemic was a really great reset for all of us i feel because we all were able to reassess what it like whether or not we really wanted to do this and when we decided we did want to do this what we wanted to be different from the last time we worked on the project together right yeah uh, we we kind of are, are actually recovering uh my band doubting thieves is recovering from that kind of exact same thing but for different reasons um so during quarantine like actually the week quarantine started last year april i think it was april 14th 2020 was when like the official quarantine happened um our guitarist right moved, i think so yeah our guitarist moved in with me and lexus um so yeah and it was a whole thing it was like are they gonna let you like leave your town <laughs> like that's what the whole thing that was like we were really worried about it um because we had planned it for so long <clears throat> and so brandon got here and you know everything the, the whole transition was fine he he literally moved basically all of his shit in one trip just because he had so little um nice. all, all he pretty much moved was guitars audio gear and like a bed that was basically it and like some clothes um so he got here and everything was fine and then you know obviously he was with us throughout the whole quarantine dylan our vocalist was in austin um but that was fine we were we basically started as an internet band anyway so it wasn't a big deal um and so brandon moved in this we moved to college station so like that whole separation of not talking to each other or writing with each other for you know whatever he said eight you know 13 months or something like that um it, it wasn't a thing for us but as soon as brandon left because he, he moved back home uh, after living with us just it, because he was so broke all the time like he couldn't find a decent paying job which i totally understand um that really sucked because after he left there was some disconnect in communication i won't get super into it but basically we all just kind of ghosted each other and stopped talking like the whole band stopped talking for a while and um and then dylan every once in a while would message like hey what songs do you want to go into the studio with no one would reply and then like there was just shade happening oh, wow. all yeah it was it was really rough for a bit and there was just shade happening on every avenue between all three of us like separately um until until finally we all like started texting in the group chat just like calling each other out on bullshit and just fucking squashed it right there and like dylan i said something to dylan he was like you really want to do this like here and he was like you don't want to text me privately he's like all right fuck it let's go and so we just kind of went at it for a bit um and now everything is mostly fine. Uh, we're, I'm talking to Dylan a lot more, which is good. Brandon's talking to us a lot more, which is good. And we're actually like planning out a possible revival of the band because we've been silent. We, I mean, we were silent on social media. We didn't post anything for 
Like our song Dark Clouds came out. Shit, I don't even know when it came out. But I mean, we went months without saying anything on on social media until Dylan, like after we started all talking again, Dylan posted a picture of us when we were in the studio. Um, we were in San Antonio just doing the river walk and stuff. And we took a, a right. group picture and he posted it on our Instagram. And he was like, the the boys uh, in San Antonio circa 2019 or Christmas in San Antonio circa 2019. And like, we just got comments like holy shit they're alive like what's going on like all this stuff and we were like sorry but you know we had to figure it out um because we were really bummed sorry i've been talking for a while but uh no, you're fine dude. We, we were really bummed because like we were doing promotion on our music and actually dark clouds uh has the vocalist of one of the bands that i featured on this podcast um volumes it, it, it we have a feature from him and it fucking it flopped like completely flopped so oh, wow yeah like our, our song isolation got put on a spotify playlist and is like at like 27 plus thousand listens on spotify okay but like we put out the come down after that which is our collective favorite song which actually came out a year ago yesterday i think and the music video which happy is, anniversary yeah thanks i love that video i love that song um that one did okay didn't get picked up for a spotify playlist which really confused us and then dark clouds didn't get picked up for a Spotify playlist, which really confused us because we had Michael Barr on it and, mm -hmm. and it's a good song. So we were like, this has to get picked up and it didn't. So that really depressed us. And then it just did terrible for on YouTube, Spotify, everything. So we we're like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, what, what, what are we doing as a band? Like, why are we doing this still? And so, right. you know, we kind of just stopped when it comes to social media. Brandon was working on notions, this other band who y'all should check out. If you don't know, they're freaking sick. Um, until finally, like I said, we squashed all that bullshit and Brandon was like, if we're going to do this right and take our time and not rush anything and put the the money we need to in promotion when we're about to release a song, like do everything correctly instead of just putting shit out and expecting it to blow up, then I'm down. And we're like, all right, cool. That's what it takes and we're good. So now it's just like we're figuring out what's the next song that we want to record, where we're going to go to record. Um like when it's all going to happen. So it's like it, we went from nothing to not everything, but like slowly bringing everything back and planning. And, and, and stuff. And it's, and it's just kind of the gradual easing back into it. You know, the proverbial wading it back right. into that water. Cause when, when it's great, it's great. But when things get choppy and like you said, you guys were literally ghosting each other. Like it's really hard to consciously put yourself back into that with that, knowing that that possibility of that happening again exists exactly you know? it's donatello what's up homie welcome yeah man thanks for dropping by like <laughs> it's really important that people realize that like when you're doing any kind of professional music endeavor with other people you're going to have disagreements at some point of about course. something it's inevitable no band is perfect right and those moments really do define whether or not the project is going to have a long livelihood right because if you can't work that shit out How's it going to be when there's money involved? Exactly. You know? um, and I think that, honestly, I think that was a really good test for us because, like, we had had small little disagreements and stuff, but nothing that, like, really tested the band. Um, right. I think that was a good test for us to see if we could make it through that because it almost was, like, going too good. And I was like, I'm in a band with some really fucking talented people. We don't have any problems, like, all that stuff. And then a shit ton of problems happened. 
And I was like, oh no, <laughs> like, what are we going to do? And then, you know, we're, we're here now and, and, and figuring it out. So I think that that was super important because like on, I could see my, I've lived with Brandon now, obviously. So I don't have to worry about that later on. Dylan is a clean freak and I am not. So <laughs> yeah. So that's going to be the biggest thing. Honestly, I think our relationship living together is gonna be fine. But I think me like leaving a dish in the sink, he's going to be like, bro, listen, you need to figure it out. <laughs> like that's going to be the biggest problem. Like on a tour bus is me like leaving shit everywhere. <laughs> Dude, y'all are going to be so tired on a tour bus. Who cares? Oh He'll my God, man. It. Yeah. I, and that's what I'm thinking. Like, because like most metal bands do or people on I shouldn't even say just metal bands, people who care about when they play live music, we all go hard. Like right. when we're playing live, we go hard. So yeah, we're going to be exhausted. And especially when we actually have to play more than one or two shows in a couple of days, it's going to be interesting to see how we are like just as tired assholes, just like right, right. What you're pissed grumpy, off, you know? <laughs> like, tired from like playing a week full of shows, no breaks and just like want to go to bed. Dude, I, when I went on tour uh, two years ago, it was hard. It was hard for a few reasons. We went on tour, right? And mm -hmm. we rented a 15 person van, a Ooh. 15 seater van. Uh, and it was the I mean, there were five of us in the band at the time. This was before the other guitarist had had left. So there were five of us in the band. Um, my the bass player's girlfriend was our tour manager. The drummer's girlfriend was there to help the to help like just with like logistical things. We had a camera person there. I'm sorry, we had two camera people there. One of them being Lily Cat, my girlfriend, but we weren't dating at the time. Strictly business. Um, and then we had one more. We had nine people on this in this 15-seater van that we were driving overnight across state lines with. Oh my god! And gosh. we did this for like nine days. Yeah. We wanted to murder each other. <laughs> like, like um, the. The second to last, or uh, yeah, the second to last, the last night of the tour, actually, we had driven from Louisville, Kentucky to Asbury Park, New Jersey in one night. Oh, and we had a show in Asbury Park, New Jersey at 2.30 in the afternoon. Oh, my gosh. And we had just played. Yeah, it was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> and then that was honestly the... Uh, the climax of the entire trip because we got into Asbury Park. We rolled our happy little asses into Asbury Park and had nowhere to stay. Right. Oh, man. And we rolled in at like five in the morning because we didn't have like a couch to crash on or anything of that sort. At 530 in the morning, we had sent an email to this company called The Outpost, which The Outpost is a they're basically like a marketing arm for companies, but they offer like a place to stay for touring musicians. If you email them in advance, I feel like and I've heard of that. I think I've heard of that place. There's a location or in that Texas, company. I'm pretty sure actually. Mm -hmm. So that might be why, but they had another location in Asbury park where we were and it just opened. There were no beds. You couldn't sleep, but there were showers. There was like a kitchen so you could make food. Right. It was right by the, the pier. And they responded to us at like 5.30 in the morning. We had emailed them the night before as like a last-ditch effort. <laughs> and they said, yeah, you guys can come. And the like when I tell you that the amount of tension that was palpable in that van lifted like <laughs> the curse of like the nine evils being expunged. Like yeah. everyone breathed the heaviest sigh of relief. 
and we started talking to each other like people again. Oh my god! And gosh. it was so nice. It, yeah. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't luxurious, but the fact that we had a place to go take a hot shower and yeah. sit on a couch was just a godsend. Oh dude. yeah, dude! Like, man, people people don't freaking realize that when you start touring, ninety nine percent of the people aren't gonna have that big ass tour bus with a bathroom and a shower and, and even with just like uncomfortable ass bunk beds somewhere to sleep, mm -hmm. most likely it's going to be, like you said, a 15 person van. People are sleeping on the, sh on the chairs, the, the floor, right. someone's taking, uh, taking turns in the passenger seat so they can lean back and be comfortable, semi-comfortable. Someone takes turns driving. Most likely you're getting maybe three to four hours of sleep a night. Like it's so unbelievably not luxurious that it's not even funny like it's, it also smells really bad yes because and, and yeah and that's the thing it's like you can't shower the biggest uh tip that i got from my buddy max who was a touring musician they weren't doing great like they were they were in the van they had a uh actually no sorry two of their band members were like um contractors so they bought this okay. like shitty bus and they completely redid the inside of it themselves and made it really nice but that was like the best they got. They had bunks and stuff. So they, they had it a little better than most people only because they sure. paid for it and did it themselves. But like, you don't get to take a shower. He told me, he was like, dude, when you start touring, what, like you need to make a band or you don't have to make a band account, but so you need to all split the, the profit or the price of a, um, planet fitness, $20 membership so that you can go in. And like work out if you need to do all that, right. use the massage bed, massage beds, and then take a shower. That's like the biggest advice I can give you as someone who is touring that, right that's now. Actually brilliant. You know, like, cause I've seen people do that, like as a suggestion for homeless people, not really related, but basically you're homeless. I mean, kind of related. Like... <laughs> you have no money. It's all being spent on gas and like anything to food. maybe some food to get you to the next spot. So, I mean, basically you're living in a van. We um we applied for it, but I don't think we got approved for it. But you had the option to uh, uh there was like Taco Bell was giving away like a five hundred dollar gift card <laughs> for touring bands. Please, <laughs> I think we applied for it. But I don't think we ended up getting it. I just need one um, chalupa, just like please. Just, just chalupa. <laughs> um, other other big suggestion for that thing, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, dry shampoo. Yeah, that's the big Dry one too. Dry shampoo is the big, big like game changer when you're on tour like that. Right. Um. Yeah, man. Um. So, it's funny that we we kind of started talking about just the how the personal relationship yeah, just, between yeah. band members obviously affects your your kind of a your you're just your relationship with the project, your relationship with your bandmates is all very important. Right. I guess is the point of that all that stuff we've been talking about, but um. What I have found to be interesting is that I've heard that people pick up neat little habits and ticks when they're in the studio tracking. Do you have anything like that? Um, not rehearsing enough to be able to do it in one take. Okay. All right. <laughs> not, being, not being prepared enough when I go into the studio and taking way too long to track drums. That's my tick. <laughs> All right. I, I mean, yeah, understandable. No judgment here. You know, I get it. Um, I'm just an anxious wreck in the studio, just consistently so. Um, yeah. What really happens to me a lot is I 
get so incredibly anxious when I have to track guitars. Really? It, when I'm tracking at home, it doesn't matter. When I'm demoing, it's fine. When I yeah. go to a studio, when I know that I have spent money to yeah. be in a place and my time like this is directly correlated to like the or the time I spend is directly correlated to how much we're spending. Yeah. I'm a nervous wreck, right? I, I feel that. I feel that a lot. Sure. Uh, it's, it's pretty it's pretty easy to get your head around. How I deal with it is not healthy at all. I chain smoke cigarettes yep. like a motherfucker <laughs> when I'm recording in a studio. Dude, oh my god, the relation is so there. Like, man, okay, so when I so when we go, Brandon, because he writes everything, he can like the only reason he does multiple takes is because we're double tracking guitars or there's weird shit that we add, like little scratches right. and stuff like that. He could do it in one take, most likely. Every once in a while, he'll fuck up and be like, oh, shit, and then go back, and it'll be fine. He doesn't care. But when I'm tracking drums, and it's honestly only when I know I'm unprepared, right? I think about it way too much. I'll be going through a take, and I'll, in my head, I'll be like, okay, you're almost there. Don't fuck it up. And then I fuck it up, and I have to restart. But like that's the good – and when we, when we were recording The Come Down, actually, the amount of times that I had to punch in – like into parts that I've already recorded. And then our God bless our freaking engineer, uh, Corey, because he's very good at his job and made our, made us sound very, Shout very good. Shout out Corey. Um, dude, I, I think that the come down is probably 20 different takes of like punching me in like separately. And he just had to like splice them and mend them together to make it sound like one thing. Jeez. Yeah. Well, so that was the worst it was when I wasn't prepared. Like, cause that song, it's not difficult. It's just, I mean, it's kind of hard, but it's just weird. Um, and there's a lot of really weird, like arm placement stuff, I guess you can say for a drummer. Sticking is weird. Yeah. Sticking. Um, yeah. That's a better way to put it, I guess. Um, but, but yeah, like, you know, you, you do five takes and especially as a drummer, you're already exhausted. And right. cause there's, there's one part where it's not even difficult. It's just, um, hurt those on the toms just going down just okay and that's all it is but it's really fast and so like i'd get done with that that would be fine but then going into like the part after that would be like sloppy or maybe a little out of time or whatever and he'd be like all right go from here and then we'll go to here and you know you do that so so many times you're just like bro this could have been avoided so easily if I would have just practiced like, and then you're just like, Oh God, here we are. And, but the good thing is, uh, Brandon and Dylan, like whenever I'm tracking, they usually go to eat and they're grabbing me something. Oh, okay. So I don't have to like watch them just like slowly deteriorate into the couch while I'm just screwing everything up. So that's nice. But yeah, I, I definitely hate when I take too long. And like you said, you know how much money you've spent and you know, like right. the money that's going in. You're, you're basically counting by the hour, how much money you're wasting. <laughs> like, right. How much money <laughs> have I pissed away? Cause I can't play a herda. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's yeah, exactly. That becomes the, the thought process. But yeah, man, like if I, I don't smoke cigarettes at all. Normally when I'm at a studio and I know when I picked this up, I picked this up when I went to a studio in Jersey, uh, because the engineer kept going out for breaks and I was really nervous. It was also probably the nicest studio I'd ever been in. Right. It was a tiny little home. Well, not tiny. It was his home studio in Teaneck, New Jersey. And the guy who owned it was the drummer for a funk band called Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Mm-hmm. And he had a 
bunch of really cool stuff in there. Like you would have had a a, uh, a field day. He had a drum um, vault. Ooh. Actually, Ooh. it was like he uh, our drummer Jordan recorded on a 1968 Slingerland custom Ooh. with like a 24 inch kick and. Like there was this hand hammered brass snare from like the seventies. Oh it was it was incredible, dude. That probably sounded so good. It's yeah, those drum takes are a thing of beauty. Oh, it was all going <laughs> into a vintage Neve board that Michael oh. Jackson tracked Thriller on. It was oh just God. perfect, man. It was that's so, so sick. Yeah, um, like I said, nicest we've ever been in. So I was like, "Fuck, I can't be here." And then the engineer went outside and he smoked a cigarette. I said, "Can I have one of those?" And he said. He looked at me weird, but went, sure. <laughs> I, I think I bummed like eight cigarettes off of him that day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brandon and I, so Dylan stopped smoking cigarettes. And I actually stopped smoking cigarettes. So I'm just using this now to wean myself off of nicotine. Okay, but, um, yeah, but I say that. And then, like you said, as soon as I go back to the studio, it's just going to be just a smoke break every 10 minutes. Like, I just, I got to go. <laughs> I got to need a break. I need to get out of this room. Like um i will say it's funny when dylan our vocalist is tracking because he's prepared because he's written all the vocal parts like he knows them but like we're probably not going to go to Corey for reasons but um when we were with okay, Corey, sure. uh like he told him to do some ad lib stuff and man just like watching dylan struggle through just saying nah over and over again and just it just not being that perfect one for Corey. just over nah uh-uh nope no like it was the funniest thing ever i think we, i think brandon got some recorded on his phone but um in uh what is it? i think it's come down it might be the come down or no it might be it's a mood uh you'll hear him say nah but that nah took like 20 takes because <laughs> like it, 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 at first it started out with at first it started out with like you know being serious about it and then it got to the points where we were doing it for so long that it became like a joke and dylan was like uh uh-uh oh hell no like just dumb shit like that and it just turned into us laughing until finally like he got one did a few more and Corey was like all right fuck this we're gonna go ahead and just use that one and just let's move on please Pretty, that's pretty excellent i love that no it's um, it's great i love watching dylan track because he's a really good singer and funny thing enough like i was watching Corey edit his vocals and obviously he's using uh i don't think it was melodyne it might have been melodyne but like he literally was wasn't even adjusting his vocals to like pitch correction i was ooh. i was very impressed yeah dylan came back from like smoking after he had tracked his vocals and he was like how bad was it i was like dude it was fucking good. Like, shut up. It was so good. He didn't. He barely moved your vocals. Like, what are that's you talking about? Doubt, man. Oh yeah. It is. Oh yeah. That's that's crazy that he he was able to get such clean takes. Um, why don't we take this chance to do a quick break, catch up in the chat, see yes. what's going on? I'm down. Real quick. Um, for those listening on Spotify and for those watching on YouTube, if you missed this podcast, we do it live on Twitch every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. That's right. Um, so yeah, if if I you missed it, eight, I think it's eight at nine, isn't it? Oh, sorry. Yes, eight eight central, nine Eastern. I forgot we moved it for a second. Um, yeah, if you want to come check it out live, please do. We love seeing you guys talking chat. We always do a little segment where we catch up. So that's where we are on Tuesdays. Thank you for listening. If you are every Tuesday, rain or shine, because it doesn't matter. We're indoors. <laughs> We're indoors. Uh, What's going on, Killers? Killers. What's up?
Donatello, Donatello was here earlier. And yeah, God awesome. Galaxy said hi. We got all the homies in here. Um, I think that everyone or no one in the chat is going to be affected by by Hurricane Elsa. Uh, Etta, Elsa. I Elsa, live in this state. I should know what hurricane it's is happening. Elsa, and it's the worst name they could have picked because every kid who watched Frozen be like, "Mom, I want to go play with the hurricane." Like, ma, <laughs> please. Let me go. Let me go shake hands with the hurricane and get swept away. Listen, man, it's a Florida thing to have a hurricane party on your patio if you can. So <laughs> I respect the kids that want to handshake the hurricane. You oh, know, I remember in middle school, I I spent a hurricane. I spent Hurricane uh, Wilma actually, which was a big one. I spent Hurricane Wilma on my trampoline, bro. It was a good oh fucking time because a, a gust would happen and it would blow us out of the pool. It bro, was great. It you, was so great. You Florida people are built fucking different, man. Let me just tell you that right Florida now. Florida man. That's it. <laughs> like, like it's funny because that Florida man, it, it it's always been a meme, but I don't think people realize that how real it was until like five years ago where there's like, oh, they're just crazy. Like you're all just insane. Well, you want to know what it is? You want to know why Florida man exists? Florida actually has the most transparent um, public criminal record laws in the country. And that's why Florida man exists. Because there are people that just peruse like the the in the <laughs> recent like arrests and go, what did this guy get arrested for? Oh, he tried to pay for his Wendy's with an alligator. Yeah, yeah that'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So we just, we, I think it's fair to say that crazier shit probably happens in more like rural parts of the country or like dumb shit, but probably we don't know about it because we don't have access to their, to their like, yeah. So, for the, so I guess the what we should say is thank you, Florida, for providing us with our meme content for 2021 and past years on. We've got the guitar hotel. We'll keep it coming. <laughs> God. Oh man. Uh anyway, getting getting back on task here. Um so we kind of talked about we've talked about a lot of different things. We talked about just way to like ways to manage yourself and like the stressful parts of being a musician, like when you're recording. Right. We talked about the insurmountable endless like list of tasks you have to deal with, like in terms of promotion and stuff and how that could be drowning and awful. We've talked about relations with bandmates. One of the things that we haven't really touched on a whole lot is how everyone needs a break right like mm -hmm. how what do you do when you how do you what is your tell that you need a break from from music like whether it's a break from practicing or a break from rehearsal or a break from thinking about writing whatever what is your tell that you need to stop and then when you need to stop what's what do you do to kind of refresh what's your plan um i think my biggest tell and it's more of a personal one that is i'm a very my emotions are very visible through me. Like I've been told my entire life that it's very obvious when I'm pissed off or happy or anything in between. So you um, wear your heart on your sleeve, right? I do, but I hate that saying. So I wasn't going to say, it. um, it's just overused and cheesy to me. Sorry. But, uh, yeah, that's, no <laughs> that's, I, I, I'm very, um, visual with my emotions. So it becomes very apparent to me and my bandmates excuse me, when I'm, when I'm just over it, when it comes to practicing, oh man, I'm sure. practicing, writing, uh, playing. I mean, it's honestly, especially for myself, it's very obvious when I just need to stop being behind the kit, when I just can't play anything, something that I've been able to play for years becomes impossible. And I'm just like, all right, I gotta, I gotta walk away because I'm getting pissed off about it. Um, right. So it's just a very visual tell for me. 
and and everyone around me that I'm not enjoying myself. And that's the biggest thing is like when it becomes not enjoyable, you need to stop. Like you have to. I'm just not having a good time right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you have to be able to know that yourself and and your bandmates, if you're close enough, will be able to know anyway. So when it stops becoming enjoyable, um, is when you need to, to step back and take a break. And I think that's the most important thing, uh, because the whole reason we do this is because we love it. And when you stop loving it, right. then you need to you need to take a step back, come to terms with that. Take a break. Go watch some YouTube, some Twitch. Go to go go out to eat. Go do something to where you can step back and and not and kind of get your mind off of everything for a little bit. Hundred percent. You know, you're you. We all as musicians are. I like how I say we all as if it's not just you and I talking right now. <laughs> I know we have listeners. If you're listening to this, you probably care about music. True. Um, all of us have that thing that like we love about music, like why we started doing it in the first place. You're not gonna love all of music all of the time right of course, of you're course. not gonna love the, the practicing to maintain yourself you're not gonna love the fact that you have to do all these these stupid things right but it is super important that you like to have that thing to go back to that love of why you started i think donatello literally just yeah donatello yeah. just said that in the yeah, chat exactly uh where if you have your thing that kind of grounds you and oh i love this thing for x y and z or even if it's just an x if it's just one thing having clear sight of that is a really really great like grounding method to kind of just reset yourself and yeah walking away is also super important you know you're not always going to want to sit there like and do music for 12 hours a day you know yeah like, yeah I, as, as since i've been getting into the producing thing i'll find myself like i'll be thinking about working on a song or working on a track or a, a sound design thing all day right right and i'll get in front of the computer and this literally happened to me a week ago where i was like man i'm gonna work on the song i really like the way it's coming out i spent six hours adjusting the sound design for like a bass at a drop <laughs> i was just like maybe more fm yeah maybe more filter and it was like what what the fuck am i doing right yeah this is like i was so fixated on such a stupid detail and and I, I was like, this is not what I like. I like the big picture. So then I stopped and I spent an hour and I did more arrangement than I had done in the six hours I spent working on that stupid bass thing. I got right. so caught, you know? Yeah, you get, you get stuck on stuff. I think that's actually, like Donatello said, writing is really just spur of the moment for me. Uh, like, I'll just get in that groove. And I feel that, but it, it used to be like that for me, actually. It, it's not anymore. Um, when I was in my first band, like, I would literally open my laptop and just open um, guitar pro and just start writing drum parts. Like right. whatever sounded cool, I would just write it. And I actually, I was super creative with it and it like, it just got better and better because I was doing it so much after that band. Like I kind of, I had so much drums that I just stopped writing them and I was just using old ones. And there's actually, right. it's funny. There's a song that doubting thieves has called bittersweet that drum part, I was sitting on that drum part and used it for... Dottings is the, is the third band that I've used that drum part for. Uh, and it's the first time anyone's heard it. I was sitting on that drum part for over four years. Right. I yeah. Mean, yeah, I'm sure there are people like that write something and then don't use it. And then they come back to it like however however much later. And they're like, man, this is a banger. I'm glad I've sat on this yeah. for this long. Yeah, you know? and I was like the first band uh, that I used it for. We were called Earn Your Own. I still love that band name. It's honestly probably my favorite band name that I've had in in any of the groups I've been in. Um, so we we used it, and I mean our guitarist back then he was a good guitarist, but like he was very 2010 and 11 metalcore 
style like very chuggy like that kind of thing but yeah no but at the time it was very cool for what we were writing um but then i got to my next band that actually found me through facebook um we ended up settling on the band name malicious minds which i actually really like that one too um we had a really Mm -hmm. cool logo made for it and everything but that one our guitarist was a freaking psychopath he like i would go over dude i would go over to his house to write and we were, I think we were writing with that drum part that became bittersweet. And I was like, yeah, man, maybe just like do some, some like chugs here instead of something crazy. Like it would make more sense rhythmically. And for what our vocalists were trying to do, cause we, we had two vocalists and mm-hmm. like literally homeboy would start like twitching, like, and like stuttering. And, and I was like, man, I, I gotta, I gotta get out of this uh, real quick. And so I just uh... stopped talking to him. And then eventually everyone just kind of stopped talking to each other and it fell apart and I was okay with it. Uh, but yeah, multiple times I went over there to write and any criticism or suggestions I had, he would just be like, uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know how, I, like, uh, uh, like it would just, everything would stop and he would just start freaking out. And I was like, man, you, you got to learn how to take this or else this, you're never going to find like anyone to work with you. <laughs> um, and yeah, then finally I, I showed it to Brandon and I sent it to him and I'm pretty sure like within a day he sent me almost a full demo. And I was like, okay, sick. And then we sent it to Dylan. And I think in less than an hour, he sent us a Snapchat of him uh, like playing the chorus or the song over his Bluetooth speakers and him singing the chorus. And I was like, holy shit, like this is what this song was meant to be. Like it's, it's so good. And so many people who have listened to us since we started are like bittersweet is my favorite song. And I, I I fucking love that song. It, it's it's a really good song. The sure. chorus is super catchy. I'm pretty sure it's the only song we actually have a bridge on, which is funny. Um, but yeah, it I I don't know how I got here, but I did. <laughs> I totally no, I forgot. mean we, we were just kind of talking about um, like putting things down and coming back to them, you know. And that is a big that is a big factor, you know. Um, I've been trying to practice a lot of like music in general but with the guitar specifically you know yeah um because i have um i have a fractured bone in my wrist mm-hmm. um and the only way i can fix it is by putting a screw in it and i'm not about putting a, a screw in my wrist you know just <laughs> yeah, something I, about that does not sound like what i, I want to do i right? feel that i feel that heavy so i've spent the last eight months kind of re-teaching myself right hand guitar technique and uh it has not been fun chris made all. a good pun in chat by the way oh god bless i just read it <laughs> yeah that's incredible yeah screw that right um i just and but i was committed because i was tired of having wrist pain after i'd play for a certain amount of time and i started doing that and it was going really well and i i've reached a plateau in my playing that i had to overcome the way i used to play um like in order to play guitar quickly right 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 and i can't get through it with the way that i'm playing now <laughs> and so my practicing has basically stopped or has nowhere been nowhere near as productive or as consistent as it was so i've kind of just put down the guitar for a little bit mm-hmm. um when i was streaming last week and you were there when i picked up my seven string and i was doing the dumb thing with the house drums right right that right, was right. the first time i like, picked up guitar when i wasn't at work in a long time like oh, probably wow. a solid two three weeks because wow. like it just doesn't feel it doesn't feel good to get stuck you know no I, it's really yeah i feel you 
it's easy to definitely get back into my own head about that kind of thing when I get stuck. So we're 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 taking we're taking a chill pill with the guitar for a little bit, and I'm gonna talk to an orthopedic maybe. Yeah, that's good. I, I that's kind of goes back to the whole taking a step back thing. Like you have to realize for yourself when that moment oh, is, sure. and <clears throat> kind of adjust to that, and not necessarily figure out a game plan, but just take it slow. And um, there's actually a lie that I tell customers at Guitar Center sometimes, it, which. It's, it's only a lie because I'm saying it, but it's true because I've heard other people say it um, when I'm like trying to get people to take lessons and they're like, I've played for, you know, a few years, so I'm not a beginner, but like, you know, could I still take lessons? I'm like, absolutely, man. And then I'll go, I have been playing drums for 11 years, but every once in a while you hit a rut. And I was like, I've purchased like three, four packs of lessons separately and just went to lessons just to like, you know, get that creativity back, which it's only half a lie because I haven't done that, but other people have. So it makes sense. <laughs> Dude, you know, you work, in, you work in sales. I get it. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I got to, you know, I got to meet some numbers. We have our quotas, et cetera. Uh-huh. And me. <laughs> uh, um, Don tell us so much structuring for songs within the shitter for a few years. Yeah, man. It Writing songs like from the beginning to end is super difficult. Oh, and I mean, it's such skill when you're a songwriter it's yeah so fucking important and people don't even realize yeah it's it's really hard to be like okay i'm gonna start a song today and then you're like okay but where do i start <laughs> like i've made a mistake where do i how, how do i do this and and actually that's something that brandon is really good at doing which is just kind of like writing a drum pattern out in midi and then he just riffs over it for like an hour until he finds something that he enjoys. Then he hits record, practices it and then he goes and I don't understand how he does it, but he does it a lot. And every once in a while he'll have to just stop. And actually that's what he did when we were in our doubting thieves spout with each other. He just stopped writing for us. Cause I mean, we have like 20 songs that aren't released that we plan to release. And he was just kind of like, I don't need to write more and I'm not going to, stress myself out because i feel like i need to so he's just been writing for notions for the past while oh wow but yeah i mean that and that that sucks but you like you've got to respect the personal decision you know oh yeah for sure and i do like i i know we have the material that you know he doesn't need to be spitting out a song a day for us whether it sucks or not he doesn't need to do it because we have we've we've already done that we've we've done the song a day thing and found the ones that we like that we think people will actually enjoy listening to um, and Dylan actually wrote the first, um, the first doubting thieves vocal demo and sent it to me the other night that he's done in like six or seven months. Was it badass? It was fucking good, bro. Like, <laughs> he, oh, like he, he, yeah, he, he, he sent it to me and I was like, dude, this is going to be a good fucking pop song. Like, because doubting thieves is, we call ourselves pop metal. Right, One your music, yeah. Yeah, we, we do it because we don't want to confine ourselves like, oh, you aren't you guys aren't heavy anymore, or oh, you guys aren't poppy anymore, which I don't think anybody ever complains about that. They only complain about not being heavy anymore. But we want to be able to put out a pop song and people not be like, like you're not playing breakdowns the whole five minutes of this. And we're like, Yeah, because that's not anything we've ever done. Imagine growing as a musician. Yeah, it's crazy, huh? It's a crazy concept that what a concept that bro. some people just don't understand. And that's one thing I have never been able to wrap my mind around is I I don't know if it's different because I'm a musician and a fan, but for some reason fans just love gatekeeping 
and they're just like, you can't change. I want the album that you put out five years ago and I want it to sound the exact same, but then I'm going to cry about it when it does sound the exact same too. You know, it's, what's, it's funny is um you've ta- obviously talked about how you've experienced this from like fans, right? Like right. people who like Yardage are like, no, we want ultra brutal breakdowns all the time, right? And my right. band Yardage, we moved away from like being more guitar forward, like bluesy guitar solos, et cetera. We've taken a lot of that out to go into more like a more refined pop sound-ish direction. Right. And people are mad about it. People are like, <laughs> maybe old shit. We're like, no. No. We like, <laughs> like, I mean, we don't, we, we still love this because we only have, we have an EP that has, I think, six songs on it and then four singles that we put out since we've been a band. Um, So we don't have a ton of stuff to be like, oh, we don't want to play the old stuff because we do still love our old songs. But right. we, like, I know for a fact, there's a song that we, it might be the first one we put out after a long break called Sunflower. And okay. it's heavy as shit. It's literally like a three and a half minute breakdown pretty much the whole time. And Sick. then I'm pretty sure the next song we're going to put out is literally a, like a pop top 40 song that like they're complete opposites. So I'm, I'm just waiting for people to be like, what something, the fuck is happening? Consistency. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like the, the, the chorus of sunflower is literally just. And like the thing that I love about that song is so the first chorus is just that, and it's all in the downbeat. The second chorus we did on accident and it's on the, uh, the, the E. So the first one is the second chorus is and it's on, on the, the, uh, or the E of every beat. And then the oh, last I love, chorus I love nerdy music. Shit, oh dude. yeah. It happened totally by accident too. Brandon accidentally moved the, the guitar file, like literally a 16th note forward. And we were like, fuck it. Let's do it. It sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> And then the last chorus is uh, 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 septuplets. So it's... So it's just faster. It's on, it's on the downbeat still, but it right. changes every single time, and it honestly just gets heavier. And then the next song that we're going to put out is like... Ooh, fucking heck, singing the whole time. <laughs> Can you do that again for me, please? Ooh. Ah, yes. I love it. I love it. I'll be sure, uh. to, I'll be sure to track that and auto-tune it for you. Please, I need that to be like my, my gifted sub sound for my own stream. Yeah, I mean, you can, you, dude, you can totally clip it and take it. Let's go. I, I think I'm gonna. I, I won't I be mad. I won't be mad. I'll, I'll be honored. Excellent. All right. Well, we've kind of talked about a, a good amount of stuff tonight. I think that's a that is a pretty good time to wind things down. I do um, believe. I do declare. I do believe it is the witching hour now. You know, it is the twitching hour. You say. The twitching hour. Oh. That's way more. That's way more on brand than the witching hour. You did it. Um, again, thank you guys so much for popping in to listen. Thank you guys for participating. Like we read, even though we might not acknowledge everything you're saying, we're always reading chat. And I'm trying to type replies to some of the funnier things that I'm seeing or some of the more interesting stuff. Yes. And Beaker does a really good job with kind of keeping us on track because my my mouth will run and it'll run in the opposite direction and then oh, there'll be no stopping it dude you know? trust me I, I as much as i would appreciate and love you guys talking chat and i hate that we kind of can't like talk to you guys because we have to keep it, this conversation it just, it just breaks the flow, you know? yeah we have to keep this conversation interesting for people who are listening after the fact that's why we do our little breaks to kind of catch up to chat but we love you guys we appreciate you we're actually going to raid dj spheres he's streaming right now 
Um, he is part of the Blackflame family. Get it, boy. Um, possibly hint hint at next week. DJ Spheres question mark. Um, but no Ooh. guarantees. We're we're think like we're that. we're still talking about it. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna rate him. We love you guys very much. Uh, okay, I oh I did it wrong again. Okay, I'm so bad at this. What's his, <laughs> how do you do it? DJS P-H-E-R-E-S. Ha ha! I've you done it correctly. It. I've done it. It's me. I've done it. Okay. So Here, we appreciate you guys being here goats. again. <laughs> we appreciate you guys being here again for this week. Um, we will see you next week. Go give DJ Spheres all the love, hugs, and kisses from us. And uh, we will see you guys next week at the exact same time. 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern. Goodbye. We love you. Goodbye.